0: And uh, timing is everything in life. Here to give us his take on everything Philadelphia Eagle relevant is a guy who comes from day in and day out. He does so for both SI, com and puts out a podcast on the birds extending the play, which is available where you get all your better podcasts. Our buddy John McMullen joins us here on 94WIP. Jay Mack, how are you? Doing well, Jody. How are you? Good. Um as you're watching the game on Sunday, are you saying to yourself, "He might make a change here, and he might make a"? Did you specifically say it at half, and then after Carson struggled with the first series in the second half, did you say, "Yeah, this has got to be it"? How was your quarterback brain working Sunday as you watch the game unfold against the Packers?
1: Yeah. At halftime, I actually tweeted it out. I said, this has got to be it. He's got to make the, the move. So it was a little bit late to me. I, I would have done it coming out uh, of intermission. And I, and I kind of said, I mean, Carson benched himself at, at this point. It, it's just, and we've talked about it a lot in a lot of ways. It's it's inexplicable, the regression uh, he's had. And it's not, it's not changing at this point. So, um, I think you got a coach who's starting to feel the heat, obviously, and, um, you know, if you listen to Doug's Monday press conference, he kind of went the, the lone wolf route, and he said, this is my decision I'm going to make uh, whenever it was going to be, and it turned out to be today, um, and I, I think he's got something to prove, and you know, I, I, one of the issues has been people looking at his play, calling his scheming, and thinking that's affecting Carson Wentz. I, I think he's ready to say, look, I, I mean, there's there are things there uh, at times. Not everything's perfect, obviously, and there's significant personnel issues. But he has just left so much on the field. Uh, and, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts, Jody outplayed him. He did, but he was – I think five of 12. I mean, he wasn't Aaron Rodgers either. But that's just how bad Carson Wentz was, that Jalen looked good.
0: Agreed. Um, Lone Wolf Doug Peterson, you buying it? Or did he go there because he thought it would play well for those who were above him on the organizational power charts? Or he was at a point where he says, yeah, my, you know what's on the line here, so I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to make this call. How do you think the mindset went for the coach between um, when he started the game on Sunday with Carson Wentz, pulled him all the way to today in the announcement of uh, Hertz starting next Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think it was legitimate. I think it was more of the latter of what you said. And he knows the narrative, and it's been out there that he doesn't have power when it comes to the personnel, and he's even neutered when it comes to his coaching staff and told he's got to move guys out, bring new voices in. He hears all that, and he's not happy about it. And then on top, he I think he's starting to think they're trying to blame him for what's going on and I I think he got to that point. Well, Let's see. we got a month to see if it's really my fault or if the quarterback is leaving that much on the field, and I think he's got something to prove, and he wants to prove. I I don't think it's going to – you know, Jalen Hurts is still going to have the bad offensive line. He's still going to have the the bad receivers. He's still going to have the running backs that are struggling. So the personnel issues still exist, but – I think Doug's perspective is it's going to get better. It might not be great, but it's going to get better, and that's going to prove something.
0: Do you believe, and this is a very fluid question that I'm going to ask you about a fluid situation, and it change, changes almost on a weekly basis. Do you believe right now Doug would prefer to not be the coach of the Eagles going forward, or do you think he'd rather keep the job if uh, the powers that be say, well, you're still our guy, Doug?
1: Uh, I think he's thinking about uh, moving on and and thinking about his his probable realization that if he does get fired or if he does resign, he's not going to be out of work uh, for very long. Uh, ultimately, I always knew this was happening. I, I kind of I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen a little bit quicker after he won the Super Bowl and and most coaches. Uh, I've mentioned before, would try to seize more power at that point. I think that was a mistake uh, from Doug's standpoint, to be honest. that he uh, And now he's in a situation where he's got bad personnel and he's getting blamed for it and it's not his fault. Um, he's had some uh, scheming issues and coaching issues, which is um, maybe you can argue his fault because he's the head coach, but he doesn't have the coaches he wanted. So I think he, from even that standpoint, he says, well, why didn't you let me keep my coaches?" Uh, so I, I do think, despite what he said on Monday, said it was laughable, I think right here on WIP they's he's thinking uh, about leaving. Uh, he's, human, he's a human thing. He's got to be thinking about leaving and, and going to a situation where maybe he'd be a little bit more appreciated by the ownership and, and the general manager.
0: You and I sort of touched on it, but I want you to formalize it a little bit more. Uh, Scale of A-plus to F, the quarter and change that Jalen Hurts did get to quarterback the Eagles, what kind of grade would you give him on his performance?
1: Uh, I'd give him a C. Uh, Again, I mean, 5 of 12 isn't good enough, but he he showed uh, obviously what he can do when it comes to uh, extending plays and, and, and doing things with his legs. And he obviously he had the big throw down the field to Jalen Rager and then fourth and 18 touchdown to Greg Ward. Those are plays that have just not been in this offense. Uh, I mean, uh, they there they're two of the last 30 yard receptions, uh, from this team are, are with Jalen Hurts throwing the football and he never played <laughs> until, uh, the second half essentially. So, Uh, He he did bring something uh, to the offense that wasn't there, and that that happens when you bring in a backup. People do get a little bit of juice or whatever you want to call it, and, and we'll see if he can sustain any consistency to that. I will say, you know, this is probably not the best week to put in a rookie quarterback who essentially, you know, has had 33 snaps and then 26. So, um 59 total snaps uh coming in, and he's got to face the number one defense in the NFL. So uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but he, he does bring some things. And I think Doug is going to go back to what he did with Nick Foles that was successful and essentially turn Jalen Hurts into a one-read quarterback. And if that one read isn't there, take off. And he's got that ability, whereas Nick Foles didn't.
0: Fair enough. Um, you did when I asked you about uh, the coach and uh, how it could shake out at the end of the season. You did uh, use the word resign. He's got two more years to run on his contract. Now, uh, do you think that he would? Well, what would they have to do? Tell him he must give up play calling. There's going to have to be a circumstance that would be even become more untenable for him to actually walk away. Would it not? Why would anybody walk away when they got two years left on a contract? Yeah, I, but by saying that, by
1: no means do I think he's going to resign. I think you have to put it in the equation. I think there's a small possibility things continue to go in a negative direction. Remember, most uh, coaching contracts have offset language. So, ultimately, even uh, if he gets fired and the Eagles have to pay out the contract, I mean, Doug's not going to sit out two years. I don't think he's going to sit out. Uh, two hours. <laughs> uh, he'll be he'll be getting another job right away, uh, and a lot of that will be offset anyway by by the new team. So uh, I don't think that's a, a big issue. Um, I think he's going to be coaching in this league next year. The only question is, is it Philadelphia? Is it, um, is it somewhere else? And I think obviously that uh, is it, Jeffrey Lurie's. Uh, wheelhouse, and if you think about Jeffrey Lurie and and who he is and uh, how close he is to Howie Roseman, my thing is I I don't think you can run this back, Jody. So I don't think you can have um, the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback uh, come back in in this same system. And I don't think Jeffrey Lurie is going to fire Howie Roseman, and it's just too difficult to get out of Carson Wentz's contract um until most likely 2022, there's a possibility they could trade him. The NFL is changing a little bit every year. His contract, believe it or not, is not that bad. If he can get back to above-average quarterback play like he was in 2018 and 2019, all of a sudden it's not bad. So there's an outside chance they can move him. Um, but I, I think of the three, Uh, The most likely to go at this point is now starting to be Doug Peterson.
0: Tend to agree with you there. Um, You mentioned Carson and the potential trade. Uh, One of your compatriots covering the Eagles, our very own here on 94WIP, LHR Parks, theorized today that the Eagles could get a potential first-round draft pick for Carson Wentz. If that happens, you could knock me over with a feather. His play has been so bad this year. His value is at an all-time low. It's not like he's going to be playing for his new team for free. It's just not going to be as ugly as the Eagle contract. There'd be four years and $98 million left on that. That's almost $25 million. It's 24 and change per, so it's not uh, mega top of the mega top-of-the-market quarterback money, but it's not a rookie deal either. I'll ask you tonight, and again, another fluid question it could change, and then I'll ask you another question about how it could change. Uh, today, as we sit here today, uh, if the season were over and done with, a team has a need for a starting quarterback, what do you think the Eagles are going to be able to get in, cha- in exchange for Carson Wentz?
1: I would think at this stage with that contract, and, and, and by the way, that again, that contract is not bad. For a veteran quarterback in this league, if he was playing at, at a level, all, all of a sudden nobody would be complaining about that. contract. Kind of, that's Teddy Bridgewater money. That's what Teddy essentially signed for. Uh, so it's not a ton of money from that perspective from another team. You also know this is a quarterback desperate league. You also know there's, there are teams that will look at his previous tape and say, I can fix this guy. There's always that group, but they don't have to give a first round pick. Uh, he just got benched. He's coming off this career worst year. Uh, and, and, and the contract on top of it, uh, you, you are bargaining from a sense of power. It only takes one stupid team, but nobody's that stupid. Maybe. Right. Maybe Adam Gase, but Adam Gase is going to be out. No, he's he's, uh, he's going
0: to be unemployed next year. Yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, it, it, it always only takes one, but no. I, I mean, I, I would think it's gotten so bad you, t- you start talking about conditional picks uh, based on how we would perform in another city. So, maybe you start with a third that can move up for a two. But, no, I mean, nobody has to give up a one.
0: They're not that dumb. I'm telling you, it's not even, It's not going to be a day one or a day two pick. It's going to be day three, unless there's other things involved in it, like uh, the Eagles would pay some of his guaranteed money. Uh, otherwise, I, I do not think they're getting a one, and I don't think they're getting a two or a three. I think it's day three at best, but we shall see. Uh, along those lines, if I told you a couple of quarterbacks that are going to be out there on the open market, Cam Newton off the year that he had with the Patriots, Free agent, you don't have to give up anything. You just have to come to a contract agreement with him. Or a Sam Darnold, if the Jets have the first pick in the draft, he's just removed from being the third overall selection. um Like Wentz, he struggled, but you got to believe there's still upside. Carson Wentz, you're just questioning whether he can get back to a level he once achieved. How would you rank those three guys? Uh, knowing their situation, Darnley, you got to trade for, Wentz, you got to trade for, contracts involved, uh, and uh, Newton being a free agent. How would you uh, rank those three in order of team desperate in need for starting quarterbacks most desirable?
1: Well, it's interesting because you know how this league is. And all of a sudden the Patriots are, are making a run, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. But, you know, Cam has probably been the most effective uh, in a different way, obviously, the statistics. Uh, aren't that great, but you saw what he got on the open market this year. So he's, he's number three and a lot of that has to do with how banged up he is and people don't think he can stay healthy and, uh, he's declining physically and just his style of play is not susceptible, uh, you know, to, to, to be a a long-term starter moving forward. So then it comes down to who can talk themselves into the, the, salvation of uh, business and we can fix this guy did Adam Gase breaks Sam Darnold he, he's I, I will tell you he, he's more intriguing to me because he's healthier um and and you do have that um you know you do have that Gase uh of sort of stain on there where you can yeah. say okay this guy's an abject disaster whereas Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl so you can't really say you, you you could say you think Doug has done a bad job, but I don't think you can go down the route of him ruining a quarterback considering what he's already accomplished in this league, where I think you can go down that route very quickly with Gase. So Darnold, to me personally, would be far more intriguing, and you could probably get him, not probably, you could definitely get him cheaper, uh, and he's healthier as well
0: you think that the Jets will get less in exchange for Sam Darnold than the Eagles will for Carson Wentz with the contract he's got? No way. Jets get a better pick. Jets no, get a higher
1: I, pick. by, by, by cheaper, I, I, meant, uh, I meant, you know, he's still on his rookie deal.
0: Cheaper uh, for the and team. Then he, getting him. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. part of the reason why I think the Jets would get a better pick.
1: Yeah, and, and so you still have a little bit of time on that cost-effective contract. And and that's what I mean. The team picking up Wentz is still going to take a a relatively large salary. And, and by the way, you also have to enter into the equation, where are you generally bad teams are on the top of the draft, and the top of this year's draft is projected to have a number of quarterbacks going in the top ten. So you do enter that into it as well. We can get a rookie on that cost-effective deal for essentially five years Versus bringing somebody in, as you said, for four years, nearly $100 million. Uh, It's it's kind of an easy decision. I'd go with the kid.
0: Yes, so would I. Um, You talked about Doug earlier, and I asked you his stance that he took and what he said, and it's a lone wolf. It's my decision. You believed him. What can Doug say when you guys get a chance to talk to him tomorrow? about why Alshon Jeffries is playing that you will believe that he is telling the truth? Is there anything that he can say to justify the fact that Alshon Jeffries is getting as many sta- snaps as he is? No, I mean,
1: he shouldn't be. Uh, uh, and that is, I, I think that's a legitimate criticism that you could level at, at Doug Peterson. I, I don't think he's being told to play Alshon Jeffries. I don't think he's being told to play Jason Peters. Uh, he he has respect for those players because of what they've done in this league. And he's not the first coach to get caught up in, in that veteran uh, mentality and, and trusting players who at least understand what they're supposed to do versus young guys who are making mental mistakes. But at some point, you got to just say, uh, I, I mean, the, these guys are just – not, not NFL players anymore. Uh, and as good as they once were, they're, they're not that. And at three, eight and one, you're, you're at the three quarter pole. You got four games to play, maybe four games to save your job, maybe four games to prove that you've got this thing going in the right direction. Um, you, you have to make it look like there is hope for the future. And Jason Peters has nothing to do with the future. All sound Jeffrey has nothing to do with the future. Maybe Nate Herbig does. Probably doesn't. Um, You know, maybe Jalen Hurts certainly does. And and if you can get that going in the right direction. And, and, you know, the one thing Jalen Hurts did was give the other Jalen uh, a little bit of juice because he wasn't, Rager wasn't doing anything with Carson Wentz.
0: How ironic would it be if Hurts ends up saving Doug's job? You said earlier if you had to rank the three guys, Harry Roseman, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, the one that's most likely to not be here, and it could be all three, it could be none of the three, but you say if it's just one, the guy's most likely to be gone in your estimation is Doug, what if Jalen Hurts saves Doug's job and it's Carson that is elsewhere? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's definitely a possibility because you've heard it all season, Jody. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the narrative. You've heard people say, what terrible game planning, what terrible play calling. Uh, And if Jalen Hurts comes in in this final month of the season and plays at least to a point where you say, okay, this offense is significantly better, it's kind of what I said at the beginning of this, it and it wasn't the play it calling. Yeah. It wasn't the game planning. Carson was just leaving plays on the field, and and I, by the way, think that that is true. I, I talk about it all the time with you. It's it's in this league, it, it's about execution. It, it always is, and and more so, the coaching is about teaching the players to execute and, and making sure they do it in big spots. That's what the Eagles did when they were good because they had good personnel, and that's what they can't do now because. They have lesser personnel.
0: All right. Last question for you, Jay Mac John McMullen from uh, SI and uh, Philly Voice and his uh, podcast, Extending the Play, a must-listen for all Eagle fans. We get your better podcasts. All right. Percentage question. We're going to wrap it up with this one. Um, And know full well that the percentages can change and move again. A lot of things with Eagles going on these days are fluid. Percentage chance, Carson Wentz. And we won't even we'll take injury out of it. If he gets in, if Hertz gets himself hurt and Carson has to go back in, that, that that won't even count. I'm just talking to you about the Eagles make a decision to put Carson Wentz back in as a starting quarterback for at least one more game this year. What's the percentage chance that happens?
1: Uh, for taking injury out of it, I, I think zero. Uh, I, I don't think there's any, any positive that can come from, uh, uh yo-yoing this thing, going back and forth o- over the last month of the season. Uh, maybe the biggest disaster is they should put Wentz in for a couple plays each week <laughs> to take, to take Hurts out of the rhythm. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't think they're going to do it. And I think, you know, if there is going to be a reclamation project with Carson Wentz, it's going to start in the off season. It's not going to start in the month of December. I mean, he's had uh, he's had chance after chance after chance, and it's just it's not going to work this year. So they pulled the plug, and that plug is going to be pulled.
0: All right. Um, what are the Eagles going to do over the next three weeks? Give me a record. I, Jalen Hurts plays phenomenally. Jalen Hurts plays god awfully, wherever it falls in the middle. What do you think the Eagles are going to do over the next three weeks, Cardinals, uh, excuse me, Saints, Cardinals, uh, Cowboys?
1: I think they're going to win one of the next two games, and it, 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 it would stun people. But you just saw Washington beat Pittsburgh. Uh, there is, we know the NFL, and especially in this year more than ever, Uh, you have these games, you have these upsets. I do think they're gonna win, uh, one of these next two games. And and overall, over four, I think they're gonna, they're gonna win two, probably two and two. And and Jalen's gonna play just well enough where people say, okay, this has gotta be a competition. And, uh, I, I, then you start talking about the real difficult decisions in the off season, and that's about do we embark on this reclamation project or do we try to move on? And that's a difficult decision to make with Carson Wentz.
0: All right. I'm predicting they lose both of the next two games. Uh, Saints are going to beat them on Sunday. And then I think the Cardinals will find a way to beat them the following week. They may be able to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are just god awful. We watch them god awful again. Uh, So they're going to be 0-2, and I think they could be officially eliminated from the playoffs by then. Just remember you heard it here first. Week 17, getting Carson Wentz back in to just throw caution to the wind, roll the dice, that he actually comes up with a pretty good game, and then that's the tape you send to the five or six teams that could possibly be in need of a quarterback. Uh, Yes, I am not discounting the possibility that Carson could get one more start before it's all over in Week 17.
1: Well, I think you're going to get fool's gold either way. So Jalen plays well. People are going to take that a little bit too seriously. Uh, and if Carson gets back in and plays okay, they're going to take that a little too seriously. You see that every year in this league, teams that are out of it play well in week 16 or week 17. It doesn't mean that much.
0: Now, when you're talking about fool's gold with Carson, fool's gold then that the Eagles will keep him, or fool's gold someone acquiring him will actually give him a day-two draft pick?
1: I think it would be more the Eagles keep' them because of the salary cap ramifications and yeah this this organization has shown the propensity to believe in fool's gold the the late playoff run last year with a bad schedule, perfect example, and even if you go back to twenty eighteen and in, in the double joint game uh um fool's gold a little bit, and this team stuck with an old expensive roster, thinking they were closer than they were.
0: Oh, I I think that Carson Wentz will be traded. I just don't see what people are saying that they're going to get for him. I don't think he can be back here. I think you're opening up an ugly. Pandora's I gotta tell box. you,
1: Daddy, the NFL typically does not do stuff like that. It is changing though. There are more open-minded GMs, but the the most dead money in the history of this league is twenty-one million dollars for Brandon Cooks. This would explode
0: that. It's never happened before. Right. I don't think he's getting cut. But I do think he's... No, I even think, if they trade him. If the they trade him, it's 30 and change. Numbers. Yes. Yeah. But here's the deal. And I don't know what Brandon Cook's number was. Um, I don't know how much he was uh, scheduled to make. If Carson gets traded, it's 33 and change million dead money. But he's yeah. scheduled to make 34. So they would actually, by removing his salary from the... They, uh, the yes, yes, for the
1: for the salary, but the dead money... And just and and remember also the pandemic and COVID and you've seen in baseball with everybody crying, even the Yankees crying poverty. You're going to have that aspect of it as well. And again, 21 million of dead money is the most anybody has done. So that dead money is it might not mean much to fans because it might help from the cap standpoint, but from an organizational standpoint. That is tough to swallow, especially in this year. We'll see how it goes.
0: Jay, uh, M, always a pleasure. Appreciate your insight. It's always top drawer. Thanks for hopping out with me uh, a little later than usual tonight.
1: All right. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate
0: it. John McMullen, uh, Philly Voice, S, Sports Illustrated, and his uh, podcast is extending the play on the birds. Uh, always good stuff when we get Johnny Mack up. Johnny Mack here with you on 94 WIP. I got